Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah. I love my HBCU. And boy. I love it, love it. I love it, love it. I love my HBCU. And man. I hope my team they won one. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. Man. I hope my team they won one. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I tune into the HBCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a loss. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouth. But if they won, keep tab. I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Cavill, yeah. he know what he be talking about. Talkin Mike about. and Charles, Talk. they know what they be talking about. Talkin they about. compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a loud yeah. and who the ball, who the ball. So listen to Professor Yes Sir, yes, and pay attention, boy. cause he gon' teach a lesson. Yes. This is Dr. Bill with Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Mike Washington is still out on assignment. I'm not just getting it. He has promised me that he will show up in the ATL. We'll see uh, what that looks like. With that being said, welcome to episode 468 of Inside the HBC Sports Lab radio show and podcast. The show that's covering the sporting HBCU dash for all things HBC sports. For institutions large and small, from the NEIA to the NCAA, we share insights and information on the HBCU sports culture, HBCU athletic aesthetics to facilitate the story of HBCU athletic programs in the business of HBCU sports. We just call it HBCU sports pedagogy for short. I'm your host, Dr. Yannicka Bill, along with my co-host, Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. We are filming from our home studios and sending a signal live to KCOH-1230M studios with the Texas Radio Hall of Famer, Ralph Cooper, uh, in the beautiful home of Texas Southern University from Houston, Texas. That being said, Charles, how are you doing today? Doing well, Doc. Doing well. Finals week. I think everybody is getting uh, getting the finals done and whatnot this week, if not if, if they're not already done and had the graduation ceremonies. But got Celebration Bowl this upcoming week, so looking forward to uh, heading over to Atlanta tomorrow. Yeah, we'll catch you on the big bird. We'll get in Atlanta. We'll get down there when the teams are arriving, coaches are arriving. Early, that's the way we like to do it and make sure we get to touch all the sceneries and be able to report from all sides what that looks like. Obviously, you have the um, opening dinner they have tomorrow, celebration dinner on Thursday. They have the walkthrough practices on Friday. So many th- different things that go on. They get to go by some of the um, 
places to provide goodwill as teams and players of the Celebration Bowl. Um, as they land tomorrow off the buses coming off the planes, they actually have a welcoming committee that welcomes them into the hotel. They're at the Omni. We're staying at the Omni where we'll be right in the thick of things and make sure you get everything and excited. The thing that I'm excited to announce about this year, we are really taking the next step to make sure you get some inside information. On Thursday, we will do a special edition of the Inside HBCU Sports Lab. We will be doing it from inside the Omni in their sports restaurant there, uh, right between the two towers. We'll be in there ready to go. That will be 10 o'clock a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern Tennis Time, and we plan to give you two hours of great shows in production with that. So we're excited about that. We will still give you your regular show uh, that evening, uh, 6 o'clock Central, 7 o'clock Eastern, uh, where we'll be back in the mix. Also, of note, obviously you got the ONG Strike Zone you need to check out on Wednesday, right here on BCSN. Uh, but on Saturday, I'm excited to announce that we will be doing a pregame. The pregame will be inside the stadium. So we'll get you some early, early indications of what it looks like on inside. That will be for us. We'll do a 9 o'clock a.m. Central Time, 10 o'clock Eastern Time. We'll be in there and give you about an hour's worth of pregame hype intro as folks are just in terms of teams just arriving with their preparation. We'll give you some of that feed and get you lathered up and ready for this big game. Uh, of Howard Bison out of the MEAC, Florida A&M Rattlers out of the SWAC. Big-time matchup. I have it ranked number one and number two. I'll tell you that now. The polls will be frozen. We'll touch on that. Um, so we look forward to uh, all this coverage that the BCSN will give you this weekend, including what we're doing right here on Dr. Bill's Inside the HBC Sports Lab. So we're setting you up for we get ready. Charles, have you packed your bag? Uh, we have a bag that's open right now. Uh, we're in the process of packing, so uh, we're gonna make sure we get get that knocked out all this afternoon. I'm a notorious prep procrastinator. Nobody likes to pack, but uh, especially when you take a look at uh the number of events that we might be at. You, you know, I'm I'm doing what you call situational packing. So <laughs> I want to make sure I, I I have something for each uh, uh event that we either cover or get to. So. <laughs> That's the thing. Now that we're doing all this extra stuff, you know, I like to be in my, at least my suit jacket. So I got to try to take these extra suits. I came wearing the same jacket more multiple times on the show. So it gets a little more challenging bringing this up stuff. And you know me, Charles. I'm notorious. I like to uh, not check in my bag. So I'm trying to arrange to make sure I can get this done. <laughs> got to check a bag this time. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to see if they allow me to figure it out. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. With that being said, we believe we have a good one for you as we get going. Let's get into some news. Not a lot of news in terms of football, but some things off the bat. Obviously, uh, I'll talk this first one in regards to this um, unfortunate uh, news update we have to provide. You've all heard by now in terms of Norfolk State, the men's basketball program was playing uh, Illinois State. Um, really a good game contest. They were doing what they do, being very competitive, had the lead and playing it out. And so I don't even want to call them um, fans uh, because that's not what 
fan is. We know fanatics is about supporting your team, uh, but get to the point where you feel comfortable enough to use racial epithets, let you know that you're in a whole different framework. Yes, ho hopefully for some degree with students, which means they can uh, some way learn this, but uh, tough that other students that are playing the game have to deal with that in terms of their maturity about that. So we have a response from the president, uh, President Adams Gaston, uh, and the Norfolk State Director of Athletics, uh, Melody Webb, uh, Norfolk State Student Athlete Staff Administration, putting out there. NSU statement regarding treatment of student athletes during men's basketball game against Illinois State University. The following statements from Norfolk State University President Javon Adams Gaston uh, and Norfolk State Director of Athletics, Melody Webb. Quote, we are proud, proud, profoundly disappointed at the events that transpired during the men's basketball game yesterday at Illinois State University where racial epithets were shouted at our student athletes. We are at a critical time in the nation and world as it relates to race relations and any type of hate speech or language is unacceptable. This type of behavior and language has no place in society or in athletic competition. College athletics is rooted in sportsmanship, camaraderie, and exhibiting school pride. We appreciate Coach Jones for standing up for student athletes. And we commend our student athletes for exhibiting restraint during a stressful ordeal. Our student athletes follow in the footsteps of the late Bill Russell, basketball great Kareem Abdul-Jabbar during the collegiate careers and successfully played through racial slurs meant to traumatize and disrupt them. Our students remain Spartan strong but it's not something that they should have to overcome during an athletic event in 2023. We are so proud of our team maintaining a competitive game, a spectacular performance for a win against Illinois State University. We've heard from the president and athletic director of Illinois State University. They have stated that the behavior shown to our student athletes at Horton Field House is not representative of their institution, and they will fully investigate this event incident. We acknowledge their apology and look forward to hearing the results of the, their investigation, end quote. So uh, that was a statement there after all culminating, well stated by Norfolk State University and, and the leadership there. Any thoughts that you have on that, Troy? Uh, I, I think the statement itself uh, touched on um, the importance here of, of, of not condoning this sort of behavior. Uh, you know, it's just 2023. We, we, we're not going to deal with uh, racial epithets of any sort uh, in, in, a, in a, a sporting context. I mean, it's, it's silly, it's ridiculous, and I'm glad that uh, they've called attention to it, um, especially in regards to uh, uh, Coach Jones standing up for his player, you know, and, and letting them know that, you know, we're not, we're not going to have it. So I, I'm really appreciative of, of the way that they've gone about uh, handling this situation, uh, Illinois State. You know, the jury's out on how they've gone about handling. To be quite honest with you, um, I'm not, not, not quite, not, not, not happy with the way that they've uh, their initial response to it or anything of that nature. And it seems as though uh, they are sort of, uh, uh, sort of trying to answer on the rebound, which is not the way to go about doing this. So I'm. I'm Appreciative for the stance that Norfolk State has taken. Apropos talking about rebound, great point. With that being said, let's move on to some more exciting news, if you would.
good news, I would say. Uh, what else do you have to share? Well, big news, and this happened today at Southern University. Uh, they have named Terrence Graves as their new uh, head football coach. Uh, so uh, kudos, Coach Terrence Graves, a longtime veteran uh, of the SWAT, a longtime veteran coach. After 30 years, he gets his opportunity now to head the Southern uh, football team. So I want to definitely say kudos out there to Terrence Gray. Kudos to Terrence Gray, I must admit. A couple people asked me, and they were wondering would he get the opportunity, and I did not think so. So credit to him. Credit to Southern University. I feel that he is the right person to lead the program. I did hear from B.J. Jones that this may happen. He was thinking it would be more likely on an interim bracing, but that is not the case. So good to see you again. Congratulations, Coach Grave. Uh, interesting to see what this looks like, which means now in terms of Division One FCS, we have two programs still out there, Grambling State University. Uh, as well as Texas Southern University. It'll be interesting to see what that looks like. We just heard that a committee was announced for Grambling. So it seems like they may extend this a little bit. I mm. think Texas Southern is coming to a close, right? Which should pique your interest to some degree yeah. what that looks like. So I'm fascinating in a lot of ways to see uh, where this may go in, as things move forward uh, from that standpoint. Obviously, you still also have Morehouse out there. I've heard some direction of where that's going. I heard there may be some talks, some negotiation, uh, some of them were aware about. And so it'll be interesting to see if they can come to a close and get that done as things move forward. A lot of things going on at Morehouse in terms of them uh, moving their program forward. So it'll be interesting when it's appropriate to make those announcements. Some people have probably heard some of the uh, rumors out there in terms of what that looks like. We'll see how accurate that may be. Last, before we go into this first break, SWAC announced a student-athlete enhancement initiative. SWAC has announced the creation of SWAC student-athlete enhancement initiative. The SWAC Council of Presidents and Chancellors unanimously approved the implementation of the initiative at the league's recent held winter meetings. The conference office is set to distribute a total of $4.8 million in funding for the initiative, which will be allocated to league member institutions over the course of the next four upcoming academic years. The SWAC Student Athlete Enhancement Initiative will include funding for the continued implementation of enhanced student athlete support services in the areas of academic sports medicine and sports information. Additionally, member institutions, athletic departments can use the funds to help support student athletes' mental health initiatives, cover costs of attendance allowances, and assist in covering Austin cash awards for academic achievement. Lastly, to quote, the SWAC Student Athletes Enhancement Initiative will positively assist our league membership with their collective pursuit of academic and student athlete support services excellence, end quote, said SWAC Commissioner Dr. Charles McCullough. Quote, we're extremely excited to implement this historic initiative that will undoubtedly assist our member institutions with the enhancing the overall academic, educational, and professional development of our student athletes that intend our institutions, end quote. Very exciting in terms of what this may go in anytime you have additional money that supports co college athletes in various ways. I think that's big, particularly in this time where mental health uh, is really at the top of where a lot of folks need to be focusing on. In fact, the SWAC is able to do that. I think that's some big time news, big time news. Obviously, 
South Carolina State welcomes veteran Cochran Berry to lead roles at Bulldogs Athletics. South Carolina State President Alexander Conyers has announced the employment of a new athletic director and head football coach. South Carolina State alumnus Dr. Nathan Cochran will lead the Department of Athletics as athletic director and Chinnis Berry will join the Bulldogs as head football coach. Both are excited. It'll be interesting to see what that looks like. With that being said, let's get into our first break. Come on the other side. We'll be back. Give you an update. You see, Head and Shoulders has a scalp shield technology protects against flakes even between washes. It's never not working. Kind of like us. We're never not working. Number 15? That's my rub. Ooh, nice. Never not working. Never, ever, never, ever not working. Welcome, everybody, to Juneau, Alaska. I don't like this one. Me neither. Let's get out of here. Dandruff protection that's never not working. Head and shoulder scalp shield technology. T. Madden and Associates is a sophisticated and experienced law firm located in your neighborhood. We're turning injury to cash. T. Madden and Associates obtained almost $2 million for my injury. They turned my injury to cash. Now, we can't guarantee how much your injury is worth, but we've recovered millions for our clients. Call T. Madden & Associates at 833-PAID-123. That's 833-PAID-123. This is Ryan Fulford. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. Compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want to love life and root about, root about. So listen to Professor Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And pay attention as he's going to. This is Dr. Will with Inside the HBCU Sports Lab. We have Executive Director of the MEXY Challenge and Cricket Celebration Bowl uh, that will be played this Saturday. He also uh, has the um, ESPN HBCU Band Championship that is on Friday. So. Man, a lot going on, a lot of pieces. You always find a way to add some new things to this event. Before I do that, I do want to say you can go back uh, and check out B on BCSN Sports Wrap as they give a little more detail going into all the things uh, that we talked about in terms of Norfolk State and Illinois State. So you can go check that out. That being said, let's get into some of the talk about uh, Cricket Celebration Bowl this weekend. I'm excited. Bags packed. Man, we got some prime time. We'll be doing a show Thursday. Uh, but, uh, John, you got a lot going on. How's it going, man? I'm doing great, guys. Good to see you, Charles, and good to see you, uh, Dr. Cavill. Um, I just saw you a few days ago and happy to be back with you guys again. Yeah, I, I want yeah, you know, to let you know earlier you were the answer to one of my test questions today on, on my finals for my students. So I just <laughs> want to put that out there for you. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I mean, I feel honored. I've made a test somewhere. <laughs> no, yes, you, you'll be honored if they pass the question. <laughs> <laughs> pass the question. 
They had a big they had a big paper to write on the celebration bowl, so that I made sure that uh, they knew uh, the, uh, everything that would be going on this upcoming weekend. So I want to make sure we got that in there. That's so awesome. I'm sure my students are watching. So. Well, you know that is awesome, Charles, and I, I you know honored that you um, have them do some research on on this because it's it's important. I think to embed you know what we're doing into the next generation for them to continue to carry the torch and understand it. So you know. My hat's off to you. Oh, I appreciate Texas that. Southern appreciate University that. Sports Management Program, <laughs> uh, the only program across the country that has embedded a history of HBCU sports within the program where you get history on the course, modern and past, including what Charles does in a lot of ways where he's actually putting in there a major paper on the cricket celebration ball. Just think about that now that's talking about how you change the landscape of sport management for the next generation well done charles well done well done my friend no doubt no doubt appreciate that <laughs> we're, we're still gonna charge you tomorrow right <laughs> <laughs> that's not gonna change <laughs> no he's still gonna get it up you the younger it's just it's the rite of passage right john grant as we get in there we love have fun but i know your time is very valuable so let's get into some of this conversation. Everybody knows by now uh, you got a fascinating matchup uh, when you talk about Howard Bison coming out of MEAC, uh, getting the huge win uh, over North Carolina Central. That was, frankly, number one or two most of the year. It looked like they would be having a repeat opportunity to come back to the Celebration Bowl to see if they could do it again and then hold up the trophy for a national HBCU championship. Well, the Bison had different thoughts on it. Big upset, left no questions as they put 50 points on them, actually going for two, which people are still talking about to this day. Uh, but we'll, we'll wait until uh, in the summer when they come back to get the third iteration of what that looks like because people forget the year before, Central put 50 on a Howard, which may have been a little bit of a twist in terms of that matchup. Well, they will face Florida A&M. Florida a and as they open up the season, they got the big win. A lot of people were questioning against Jackson State University. That was the previous representative for the Celebration Bowl the previous two years. So now you have this big-time matchup with the Rallies against the Bison. Uh, they had played historically over the years as members of the MEAC, but now there's something on the line in terms of a championship. Start with there for us and tell us, uh, your excitement about this particular matchup in 2023? Well, I don't think we could have. Well, first of all, my hat's off uh, and congratulations to, um, you know, to both institutions because, I mean, what a season we had this year uh, in HBCU college football. Um, you know, though, like you indicated that, uh, you know, many thought that uh, this game would, would be – Florida A&M taking on North Carolina Central. But as you said, Howard had other ideas. And they had a they had a, a team that I don't think a lot of people were really paying attention to. And so we're we're really pleased that you've got two international brands, um, HBCU brands in this game. Both of them here for the first time. And both of them uh, representing their conference as champions. They both have great fan bases. Uh, and uh, we're seeing that right now in, 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 in ticket sales. So I'm telling people now, you, 
If you wait much longer, you'll be on the outside looking in. So please make sure you go. We opened up a few more tickets just today um, to make sure we're accommodating people. So we're, we're, we're really excited. There's a lot of buzz, um, not only in Atlanta, but I'm getting calls from all over the country uh, from people who are really excited about this year's game. No doubt. Charles, did you want to follow up? Yeah, yeah, I actually wanted to follow up on that because uh, actually a very simplistic question uh, that one of my students asked uh, in class was, well, why uh, why Atlanta as uh, the, the host city for the Celebration Bowl? And I was uh, sort of telling them sort of the history uh, of Atlanta, especially in regards to uh, HBCU football. And you have been at the forefront uh, of that history for quite some time. And just uh, you mentioned the international uh, brands of Howard and FAMU, but uh, touch on, talk a little bit more on that in regards to just their the amount of alumni that both brands have in in, in Atlanta and surrounding area. Well, the, thank you. That's a great question, Charles, and, and a very astute student to ask that question. Um, you know, Atlanta has more HBCU alumni chapters than any other city in the in the nation here. But also, what people don't know. Atlanta also has more just alumni chapters, even of PWI institutions than any other city. So this is a very broad uh, and diverse place. And in terms of the, the number of alumni from HBCUs that are here, a uh, number two, why this is great. I mean, all the direct flights to heaven come from Hartsfield Jackson international airport. So um, you don't have to connect anywhere to get here. Uh, and so it's an easy city, but geographically also, you know, Atlanta and Georgia sits right in the middle. It's like in, in the in the hip pocket of both the MEAC and the SWAC conference. So easy to get into, um, great place to, to, to be, history for HBCUs. And I think the most important thing is, from my vantage point, it's a huge television market. And uh, so this that's one of the key factors to having that game here. And you've got a world-class venue uh, with Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And I imagine that television market is also special in terms of its college attachment uh, in a lot of ways. Well, you, 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 you added another point to that, Dr. Cavill, because, um, you know, Atlanta is somewhat branded as the college capital of the South. Uh, when you think about big games, and big moments, you know, you we have, you know, we're we're the only city in 2025 that will have hosted the college football playoff championship game twice. Um, mm -hmm. You've got, uh, you know, uh, one of the CFP uh, rotation bowls here. You got the SEC championship here. You got the cricket celebration bowl here that here that opens the bowl season in this market. So. Very, very much a, and and of course we're surrounded with powerhouses in the in the SEC and and ACC just up the road with Clemson and just to the south of us with Florida State. So um, it's 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 just a prime location and, and people love coming here. It is the number one. Atlanta is also the number one travel destination for African Americans in the country. Hmm. Didn't realize that. Great nugget yeah. there. Yeah. Headquarters of the SIC in terms of Division Two HBCU mm -hmm. programs, which obviously will have a chance to be added into the mix when you look at those programs that were fighting for what I refer to as the mid-major uh, programs for the 
uh, ESPN Battle of the Bands. Uh, in terms of that, it's called Division Two, I believe, is the nomenclature you use. Although there will be an NIA program yeah. participating with Florida Memorial and Virginia State out of CIAA, just to share the expansiveness that you put on the table. I think it's interesting when you talk about it being right in the middle, because I've talked about a long time about the need to stick that flag in Atlanta as the demarcation. Uh, this game with the Mi Swag Challenge and the Celebration Bowl does that, obviously playing there uh, with the MIAC being able to lead that in a lot of ways. Uh, but it's fascinating to see when you think about the AUC Center or what that may mean in terms of moving forward. But before we too, get too lost in the sauce and all that kind of expansion talk, as we do have students that Charles is hazing in regards to the final examinations before they leave for the break, <laughs> Uh, well, let's get back to some of this cricket celebration bowl. Talk about some of the events, since particularly since you added one major event to many people, but I'm sure there are a lot of other things that have been going on that people can continue to enjoy, and maybe a couple of more new ones in addition to the Friday night event. Well, you know, for us, I think we, we always start with the premise that the, the, the key purpose for us with the cricket celebration bowl is to focus on providing a world-class experience second to none experience for the student athlete. So most, about 90 plus percent of what we do is around creating, what we do is around creating the experience for the athlete and making sure that they have a, you know, a, um, a wonderful experience because they've earned the opportunity to get here. So, you know, we have a welcome event for them on Wednesday when they arrive uh, at the World of Coca-Cola, uh, which is a, top-notch event, first their first experience in town, and they get to um, check into the hotel here at the Omni, which is a top-notch first-class hotel for them. Uh, on um, And then on, on certainly Thursday, um, we have uh, a series of events with the NFL. Again, a lot of this is focused toward the student-athlete, but I think it's important for fans to know what these young, young um, athletes are experiencing. And that's in, with careers in the NFL off the field so that they can get to understand that, hey, there are a lot of opportunities if you love the game, to be close to the game, to work in the game, um, and, and not necessarily that you have to be on the field to do so. Um, we have a financial education for them uh, as well uh, with our partner with Truist as well as Visa. Visa has this wonderful thing called financial football. It is outstanding. The players love it, playing the game, but also if you're playing while learning. So you have to answer questions to advance the ball with the next play, financial-related questions. So that's really a wonderful thing to enjoy that. Touring the College Football Hall of Fame, they get to do that, and players get to love that. The College Football Hall of Fame has an entire section that they built out about two years ago dedicated specifically to HBCUs, and that's a wonderful part of the tour for, uh, for them there. And then, of course, on Friday, they get to – actually make their first appearance into the stadium where we, we have it all dressed and they really get to walk in and see it for the first time, fully lighted, fields painted and, and the whole nine yards, you know, for them, for them there. Now for the fans, we have, um, we focus primarily on our pregame uh, fan experience, which is going to be really fantastic this year um, right outside the stadium on Saturday. Uh, you mentioned earlier um, um, a new event that we've added, but I do have to correct the doctor, Kavil, because this is not a battle of the bands. 
this is the band of the year. Um, Battle of the Bands are wonderful, and we've had great traditions with them, but they are invitationals and showcases. And that is that is certainly great to showcase our HBC marching band, but this is a competition. You have to earn your way into it, as you well know, season-long right. competition to get here. And we have and and that competition f- sort of flushes out just like with football, your absolute best uh, who earned their right here with Florida Memorial, with the Division II slash NAIA, Florida Memorial, NAIA, Virginia State. Um, in the CIAA Division Two, and then of course in Division One, you got uh, North Carolina A&T, uh, and uh, the, again Sonic Boom of the South, Jack- Jackson State, uh, going head to head against each other, and we we're going to crown two national champions, Division One uh, and a Division Two slash NAIA champion will come out of that event, and we're really excited about that one. A lot of motivation you know what i love about it when we drive around town now we even have street bands they have band of the year on and um so to be able to introduce this we hope is going to be a pivotal moment for a defining moment for hbcu for our hbcu bands and the economics around our hbcu bands and how they go to market and also providing another platform for young people to compete you know whether you're playing music or you're 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 an athlete on the field. They are, they are musical athletes, as I call them. But now they get to compete um, and put their absolute best out there every time, knowing that you know there there's a championship ring out there um, at the end of the at the end of the road. Mm. I love the way that you put that. Uh, as we've done the last couple of years, taking the vernacular that they use in marching sports uh, mm-hmm. uh, and explaining it, competition, uh, athletic component of what's taking place, uh, winner. And ultimately, as you said, there will be a trophy that will be um, held in the hands of those that win on Friday. And then again, you see it on Saturday. So as you said, the teams earn it, unlike uh, what we've seen maybe with some of the concerns in uh, the other areas uh, that people have been concerned with. It's a little different. You got to win your conference. You got to win. Uh, the competition throughout the year for um, the band of the year championship. So it'll be fascinating. With that being said, let's take a second break, see if we can get John to stay on the other side and give us a little more time. Uh, uh, We'll beg and plead for that and make sure we negotiate that later uh, during the break. And we'll see if we can convince him to come back, give us another 15 minute segment with that. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this break. When it comes to professional learning, teachers deserve better. From the leader in online learning, Stride brings you the Stride Professional Development Center, an on-demand library of mobile-friendly courses that gives teachers choice and flexibility, allowing them to learn anytime and anywhere. Our dynamic courses provide bite-sized learning and help educators advance their knowledge while also gaining professional development hours. It's time you take charge of your learning. Visit us today to get started. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and Parenting Education Coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. Sherman. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot left. And who the ball, so listen to Professor Yes Sir yes, and pay attention because he going to teach a lesson. Yes. This is Dr. Bill. Inside the HBC Sports Lab, we have none other than John Grant, Executive Director of the Mia Swipe Challenge Celebration Bowl uh, and the Band of the Year now. ESPN Band of the Year is his name. Uh, wow. With all that being said, man, it's amazing. Now, last year, last two years actually you had to deal with coach prime and there were a lot of attachments celebrities if you would if you want to use that framework attached requesting everybody wanted to be on the field now it's claimed out that it and you said it international brand so i'll leave it that way that you have florida and howard university a lot of attachment entertainers a lot of big brands might even sneak into politics with some of those as well uh has has your request, if you would, for your sideline passes or to be in the building? How, how are you handling it? <laughs> um, you know, you always ask a great question because that's a good one. We do have, um, we've seen a lot of um, of interest in this game. I think again, coming back to the brands that we have, um, a lot of celebrity interest because, of course, you got that with Howard. You also have uh, that with with Florida A and M. A lot of celebrities connected there, so there are going to be some some surprise guests at this event. Um, I I failed to mention a little earlier because uh, during our band of the year, Jermaine Dupree is going to be our halftime performer for mm-hmm. the band of the year competition. So we're excited about him. He he can't wait to come. And then the other thing that we we've, we've done is um, D Miles, who is a multi um, Grammy winning producer. Um, works with Bruno Mars. As a matter of fact, they're in the studio now. And one of the songs that he produced for Bruno that everyone knows is I'm going to leave the door open. He He's going to be one of our judges. He's flying in uh, from Cal to be a part of our judge. One, just a great young man, um, plays every instrument. But he submitted uh, 
four of his songs that bands, each of the bands get to choose from. Um, and they get to, they have to arrange that song and play it during the competition, uh, which we, which is going to be aired live on ESPN three and ESPN uh, plus multicast on both of those platforms live. So it's, 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 it's great. And, and, you know, you never know who else may show up at this event. Um, we, you know, been hearing some rumblings, but, uh, we know that there's there are some big names attached to both of these universities, and it would not surprise me if we have some special guests. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, special guests from many different angles. I, I know where you're tangled, whether it's with the NCAA, all the bowl folks. Um, I'm talking <laughs> about big-time bowls. They're around. Yeah. The NCAA officials. No telling. And that's just on that side. And then you add in the alumni, it can get special. We saw with Jackson State, North Carolina Central. Uh, in South Carolina State the last two years, what they brought to the table. Now it seems like as you push forward to be, it's becoming the place to be. Exactly. Which is is certainly a, a thing of status, which is a good thing for this boat. Charles, let me yeah. let you follow up with a question. Yeah, and I want to ask this. Uh, Doc and I, we've been coming to the Celebration Bowl since its inception. Uh, but I, I don't think I've ever asked you this question. Uh, what is it like for you the week leading up to the game? Organized chaos. <laughs> um, you got um, organized noise in Atlanta, and you got that organized chaos. Organized <laughs> chaos. Um, we have a, you know, it, it is is actually rather exhilarating because the 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 time mm. it it shows up really before you know it. You're working, you're planning, and before you know it, uh, the team and I were just talking, and you know, you're five days out, and now the team's arriving tomorrow. Um, but it's 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 a uh, it's kind of an exhilarating feeling, Charles, when you kind of see it all coming together. But like with any major event, you have to be flexible because things do ebb and flow. But today, um, just excited because all the branding started going up around the hotel today. So now you know it uh, it is real. Or last week or the week before, when I'm driving down the street and it's like, oh my gosh, there are our, our our street banners are on the poles around the stadium and all in and up and down the street here down the main corridor Peachtree. so it, it you can feel it in the air your phone starts to ring a lot from people <laughs> that you don't hear from but all of a sudden hello my friend how are you um, <laughs> I was telling someone today just to give a quick answer I, I'm, I'm thinking of um Add changing my voicemail like this time uh, on my phone to say thank you for calling John Grant. If you're calling for tickets to the Cricket Celebration Bowl, visit our website at www. <laughs> if you're calling for credentials, I don't have any. <laughs> Anything other than that, please Because <laughs> <laughs> those are the calls you get. <laughs> I tickets can imagine. And, <laughs> tickets and credentials. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, we think HBCU uh, homecomings on campus is a ticket requesting issue. Imagine what it heightens when you put a championship on it, both oh for uh, the band of the year and the football game between the MIAC and SWAT. With that yes. being said, we're going to give you a chance to do what we do on our side. Talk a little bit about the matchup. Let's show out your skills. People don't hear this a lot. You talk about everything else. But people don't realize that you really get into these matchups. Obviously, you're not here to pick a side. 
or talk about an outcome, but you can go in and talk about the matchups and what people can expect uh, from a journalist, sports journalist perspective of what excites you about this matchup on the field on Saturday. Um, because I think you're going to have, you're going to see similar styles of football. Um, you know, the, the MEAC plays a different style of football from the SWAC and we've seen that over the years. But I, I believe, in my mind, I think the, the reason that Florida A&M has had the success they've had in the SWAC is because of the style of football that they play. Um, great defense. They run the ball well. And then because they run the ball well, they able to, they are, they're able to use their, their passing game um, and, and to do that effectively. Um, and they're, they're pretty good at, at stopping the run with their, with their defense. Now, on the other side, when you're looking at Howard University, Howard University, you know, they, they, they have a, a trio of, of stellar running backs. So they are going to establish the run. And that, you know, they make no bones about that, that they're going to establish the run to open up the field for their, for their, for their passing game. And then I don't think people probably recognize that Howard has a very solid defense. Um, and I got to see that uh, firsthand up close uh, when I when I t- went to this North Carolina Central Howard game in, in Washington where, um, you know, they, they, they just surprised me with how stout their defense was. And, and, uh, and I was also, uh, when I went back the next following week when they played Morgan State and how strong their offense seemed to, because Morgan has one of the, best defenses in FCS, but yet they were able to um, um, effectively um, score uh, as they needed um, to, to, to secure the win. So this is going to be a really, I think, reasonably matched game, uh, pretty much equally matched in style. Um, and, and, it, and, and it played both, both schools have uh, great coaches uh, who have a lot of experience. Um, they both have a passion to win, and I and I and when I listen to interviews with the players, you can tell that they've instilled that in their players. So we're going to be in in in, uh, in for some exciting football for this game, in my mind. Yeah, I can't wait because I think it's a great opportunity. It's really some people won't say going to probably when I say this, but you know it's almost like a a, a, a reuniting of MEAC teams, although. Florida A&M has gone to the SWAC, but they're still playing MEAC football. Hmm. It's going to be interesting to see what they look like in terms of trenches in the match of the game. Uh, we're going to clip that out. So try- <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you just have They tell you, you, you can't ever forget where you came from. Doesn't change where you are. I mean, certainly where where, where they are yeah. right now, they're 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 strong representatives uh, in the swag. But you got to keep in mind, they just got there last week. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so it's not like they've been there. <laughs> it's not like they've been there for ten years or whatever the case may be. If you look at it in terms of time, they were there last week and they have established themselves in the conference um, in a very short period of time. Um, so. I mean, it is what it is. We know, we 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 know John is HBCU when he brings that because it's like folks talking about your freshman fifteen. 
for your, your, your swag hours, your ACC hours, your meeting hours. Pete challenge, fam, you talking about they ain't got their swag hours yet. They basically got to win the championship to prove that they got their swag hours to come up. Now they can come above ground and put all their letters in the swag. Because <laughs> I'm just going to say, glad they there two years. But Jackson State stood in the way, but that's a whole different skill. Yeah, let me, let me be they, nice and be careful before we get they, out of here. We got to get to this break. Got their swag so letters now. <laughs> yeah, they got their swag letters there. They, they got their swag letters there, right? Yeah, they gonna take out the patch if they don't win. Boy, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but that being said, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. We know you got a busy schedule, but we will give you any last extra statement that you want to make. Again, I was going to ask you this, but uh, we don't want you to get in trouble. I was like, are you going to get into the basketball business? You've got football, you got band, uh, you had some concerts, entertainment. The only thing next is, is basketball, but we'll give you some time and we'll, we'll talk about that as we see this week. Um, but any last other parting words that you want to say? Um, the only thing I want to say, I want to thank all your viewers, and I, I can't thank you guys enough. I mean, for what you do for H in, uh, for covering HBCU sports. Um, we don't do this bowl game and the kickoff game or nothing that we do, band of the year, is successful without people who keep the lights on on HBCUs. And um, you guys have been doing that without question. And, and I want to take my hats off to you for your commitment um, to, to, to um, bringing your analysis, your unique style of analysis and educating the fans the way you do also on the business side of sport. Because, you know, that's important for us to know. Now that we have a professor who is, who is um, testing, I'm, I'm uh, in, in the area of HBCU um, history. Uh, Charles, I take my hat off to you for that. So I, I will close with that. Looking forward to seeing you guys in Atlanta. We know that you're going to be broadcasting live tomorrow um, here uh, with your show. Is it tomorrow? No, Thursday. Thursday. Thursday, I'm sorry. On Thursday. With your show, we got that all set uh, for you, and you're in a great spot to, you know, if, if you guys are prime. here, make prime spot uh, to broadcast live, and we're really excited about that. So, thank you all so much for everything that you do um, to keep the lights on for us. Thank, thank you. you. With yes, that, we'll be right back after this last break. We'll come back on the other side. Got an excellent interview with his executive director of the MXWAC Challenge, uh, as well as the ESPN Band of the Year, and finally, where the trophies will be raised on Saturday with the Cricket uh, Celebration Bowl. John Grant, thank you for your time. We'll be right back after this next break. Ultrasoft has so much cushiony softness, it's hard for your family to remember. They can use less. Sweet pillows of softness. This is soft. Holy Charmin. Oh, excuse me. Roll it back, everybody. Sorry. Charmin Ultra Soft is so cushiony soft, you'll want more. But it's so absorbent, you can use less. So it's always worth it. Now, what did we learn about using less? You gotta roll it back, everybody. <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? At CDW, we get speed as the new currency of success. Our team spends way too much time tending to outdated applications and software when they should be focused on driving application agility and innovation. CDW Amplified Development Services modernizes software and application development to help accelerate innovation and digital transformation. So you mean building new applications, UI, and mobile interfaces? Well, you said you needed to innovate more quickly. Oh, so he's a listener. 
To do more at scale, trust CDW Amplified Development Services. Nope. Nope. Come on, him. Ooh, I like him. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The quicker picker-upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight. He's a nine. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. That's a pretty tight spot. Watch this. Of course your beard works itself. That's so you. It's just up here on the right. Of course you know where we're going. That's so you. Kinda got a sixth sense. And a head-up display. Here. Hit the field, warm up. You brought all these players in your Buick? Yeah. So you. It is. There's a Buick that fits your life because at the heart of every Buick SUV is you. From non-printed analytics to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge, featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. Compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want to love that. And who the ball, ball, So listen to Professor Yes, sir. And pay attention because he's going to teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill with Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Mike Washington is out on assignment, and we'll make sure we prep him and get him all the information as he comes hard and heavy coming in on Friday. He'll be ready for the uh, pregame show that we're talking about doing on BCSN inside the Mercedes-Benz Stadium before the game on Saturday, man. Ooh, it's going to be nice. You're going to have all the key stakeholders that are associated with BCSN, including us us, us with the Dr. Bills inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Obviously, you have the crew with ONG Strike Zone. You have the crew with uh, uh, Brian and AD with Sports Wrap. No other who you might see in there getting it done. It'll be a chance for us to reunite. With that being said, though, woo-wee, it's getting closer. It's that time. The matchup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great comments coming from those checking us out on the lab in terms of the comments. Excited about that. Uh, I love folks going back 
and forth, Miak, Swack. It's in the air, uh, all kinds of things. As I said, they talking about Swack hours, Miak hours, HBCU hours. It's going to be tough, but y'all are not nice. It could be crazy in there. But let's get into this matchup a little bit before we close it out and get back to some of the art of the game and where you, where you at with this matchup. We'll get a little more in terms of best wins, worst wins, if you would, on Thursday. So make sure you turn in to us. We'll get into some of the key players in more details for both sides, defense, offensive matchup. Uh, one of the things I asked coming out of the press conference on Thursday, having the opportunity to fly in and fly right back out this past Thursday, I asked the coach is Howard's ability when they can get going to really run the ball. Obviously, there are multiple on offense. They will put it up there, and they got some receivers that can make some plays. But when they're at their best is when they're able to run the ball. Uh, but you look at FAMU's defense in a lot of ways, um, their ability to stop the run has been really fruitful, particularly for a lot of the schools in the SWAC. Um, you've already seen maybe that change in the guard in terms of folks making the move uh, to be more prepared when they get into the whether it's the MEX like challenge, which they've been successful the last couple of years, but more importantly, at the end of the year, in terms of celebration, both about running the ball themselves. So, you hadn't seen the number of pass uh, throwers in the SWAC over the last couple of years, other than do uh, or other than Shador Sanders, in terms of what he was able to do magically in the air. But you've seen a lot of people run the ball, but fam, you've been a very effective about stopping the run. So that was my question about the movable force. Most coaches got into it and waxed poetically and talked about that's one of the matches. I think we'll get a chance to maybe go in that a little deeper. So I'm going to turn on the other side, offensively, if you would, for Florida AM. Defensively for Howard, as you heard John Grant talk a little bit about. What are your general thoughts on that side of the ball? Obviously, uh, Howard comes in. Six and five overall, four and one coming out of the MEAC. FAMU is 11 and one overall, eight and no coming out of the SWAC. Uh, but when I pin it down to FAMU's offense versus Howard's defense, what are some of the key things that you'll be looking at when that side of the ball is on the field? There's one matchup in particular that I'm really looking forward to. And uh, FAMU has a receiver by the name of uh, Marcus Riley. And uh, for those of us here in the SWAC, watching Marcus Riley uh, this past season. He's cooked every defensive back that's been in front of him. He's a game changer. He's a game breaker. He's run back kickoffs. Uh, and you, we saw in that SWAT championship game uh, how he can get behind uh, defenses, he, how he can get behind, get on get on top of, of DBs real, real quick. And you have, uh, for Howard, uh, defensive back Kenny Gallup who uh, I think will be playing on Sundays. So uh, that is a, a matchup mm -hmm. that I'm definitely looking forward to uh, in terms of uh, the speed of Florida A&M's receivers, particularly Marcus Riley going up against uh, Howard secondary, because uh, I think that'll be a, a really good test uh, for Howard. And, and I've said this on, on many occasions, uh, in a lot of ways, uh, FAMU, absolutely reminds me of 2022 Jackson State. Uh, one of the top defenses in the nation, one of the top offenses in the nation, and that, that you see that same template here with FAMU and the way that they uh, ran through the swag this past season. So it's going to be a really good matchup. You've seen Howard's defense, um, and as they got in the conference play and closed things down, they've been a little better 
uh, a lot better, I should say, in terms of what they're able to do defensively. When you look at some of the key components, uh, you talk about Gallup and the chance that he, while you play on Sunday, uh, but you have some linebackers. Obviously, a lot of people's bugaboo for uh, Howard is what happened uh, against Hampton. Now, that was much early in the season. Obviously, mm-hmm. you have time to get some of those things corrected. Mm-hmm. Uh, but gap integrity uh, mm-hmm. was the concern in that matchup. And we've mm-hmm. seen over late the fam, you've been able to run the ball a little more efficiently uh, running back, uh, particularly in the Florida Classic and the SWAC Championship game, or being able to really run the ball more effectively than they had early in the season. Mm-hmm. Do you see anything of that that uh, may con- something that also you need to consider when you're talking about, one, the passing game? I, I like what you said there in terms of the wide receiver matchups mm-hmm. and defensive back being able to get behind them. But a lot of that's going to be set up uh, with the ability to run the ball and how yeah. they the offensive line. So talk a little more about your inside, that part of the matchup on defense. Yeah. The linebackers, the front seven, if you would, for fan uh, for Howard, I should say, the Bison going up against that offensive line in the running game. I'm sure that family will try to uh, at least get going early in that matchup. Uh, and I said that, that that is one of the things that has been a concern of mine with, with regards to FAMU's offense uh, is their ability to run the ball. Uh, although they have great running backs, uh, nobody's rushed for more than 500 yards, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so uh, they they do uh, use an effective running game to kind of that that, that it really uh, opens things up for the passing game, but yet still there hasn't been that signature uh, breakout moment uh, unless you're talking about the SWAC championship game uh, where they were really were able to win the, the line of scrimmage and and take care of a business in regards to that game. But uh, traditionally, when you take a look at the MIAC, their front seven has just given uh, SWAC for the most part fits. I mean, especially when you take a look, even just the past two years, South Carolina State, they dominated Jackson State uh, uh, in the trenches. Uh, last year, same thing with uh, North Carolina Central, not allowing Jackson State to get that running game up and going. And Jackson State had a 1,000-yard rushing. So uh, th- those are things that really kind of stick out. That that The front seven of the MEAC has traditionally just, just won the battle in, in the trenches. And uh, that is something that to keep an eye on in, in regards to this game because uh, you can make a, a hard argument that uh, Florida A&M's offensive line has been, uh, if not the best, one of the best uh, in the swag this season. Oh, good points. I love when you talk about those offensive lines uh, and defensive fronts in terms of the mixing up the game within the game. Oftentimes that's where uh, games are won and lost. With that being said, last question I have for you is matchups. And this may be a little bit challenging because I always like to look at the opposing team uh, that another team has played as similar to the team they will play in this matchup. And that has a little bit of a challenge for me uh, of trying to figure out uh, what team that has played that may be similar, whether it's in terms of the size, uh, competitiveness, if you would, or just the scheme that they play and vice versa for FAMU, FAMU played this year. One of the things that I put out there, and we'll see what your thoughts on this from FAMU's side, I think it goes back in some ways maybe that first matchup of the season when they had against Jackson State. They had the ability to go over top. They had the ability to run the ball um, in terms of their skill set, had some speed out there. Um, what are your thoughts in terms of that matchup when I look at 
or is it some other team in the SWAC? Uh, maybe even Southern. Uh, you may be comparing to who else, or is there another team that you would say closely resembles what FAMU has played uh, in the SWAC or non-conference versus what you see for FAM, uh, Howard? That's a good question uh, in terms of a similar type team uh, that, that, that FAM has, has played. Um, I, I, that, that, is, that is a really good question. I, I think you can make an argument that the, 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 the amount of talent uh, in terms of uh, uh, Jackson State had a tremendous amount of talent uh, on their team, even with the roster turnover. Uh, where I think thought you know they had a, a very good uh, front seven that uh, that they could you know get to Jeremy Musa, but they weren't able to get to him in that game. Um, they family was able to uh, to their to their credit they jumped on Jackson State early. To their credit they jumped on Prairie View early, uh, and they were able to mm-hmm. you know rely on their running game after they jumped on them early. So I'm 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 looking at something similar to that. If if you could get off to a very strong start, then, you know, you can integrate the running game a, a lot more into, uh, you know, controlling the clock and things of that nature, much like they did uh, throughout the course of the season. Uh, and we even saw that uh, Texas Southern. Texas Southern was literally the only team that I thought uh, was able to get hands on Jeremy Musa consistently, especially in that first half. And when they, you know, maybe it was a drive right before halftime, but family just kind of figured it out. And then they got rolling, and, and and the snowball started coming downhill. And then they were able to integrate the running game in, in, the, in the second half against Texas Southern. But uh, uh, Texas Southern had a, a very formidable uh, front seven. If, you, if 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 I'm going back thinking about it, in terms of uh, what they were able to do uh, to FAMU's offense. For Howard uh, versus FAMU, it's a little fascinating to me because I got to break it down to team. I think offensively, what you see with North Carolina Central. Uh, maybe similar with Howard sees with FAMU, but defensively, you're probably looking at Morgan State. <laughs> yeah. With Howard against them. Yeah. yeah. FAMU. So I don't know if there's one team uh, that looks that similar, maybe Harvard to some degree, maybe some components of uh, Hampton sure. in terms of that matchup. Sure. Uh, but I'm intrigued to that. Would you Would you agree that you might have to put an offensive of one team and a you know defense of another team to start looking at particular matchups and say, hey, this team had the ability uh, defensively like Morgan State to get you up front in terms of what they could do and then play you man with the wide receivers on the outside uh, versus you tend to see an offense that's predicated on the run but has a strong quarterback when you look at North Carolina Central. What are your thoughts yeah. in terms of, of that? for FAMU, Howard, in terms of that particular match? No, I, I think you hit the nail on the head in terms of kind of mixed matching teams. Uh, if you will, maybe take a look at uh, the strength uh, in regards to Morgan State's defense and then uh, to be able to match up well uh, with a North Carolina Central that uh, where, the, uh, where the quarterback was the focal point uh, of, of that offense. I think that's a really good, you know, juxtaposition of teams in terms of, you know, what, what it is that, that, that fam you could be looking forward to. Well, certainly I'm going to let you get in there and finish up your packing. Don't want to get you in trouble. Make sure there's no late flights. Uh, no excuses on that. With that being said, we're going to save some more of this football talk uh, to Thursday where we get in it hot and heavy um, when we're in there. It's good that we won't have Mike there for that because you know how Mike gets when he gets in the bar. 
Don't forget that we got a show to do with these guns to make sure that we started off right so we can be able to get through. Uh, I'm sure he'll be watching and teasing us out, and we'll welcome him on Friday to do what he needs to do uh, to get us through the weekend. With that being said, thank you for listening to Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your, your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. Nyadakaville, the Dean of HBC Sports, coming from Inside the Lab. In the college HBC Sports with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Uh, check out X's and O Crew. Uh, Erica, as she will be in representing Howard. Uh, BJ Jones, curator of HBC. Joshua Simpson, curator of HBC Nightly. They have a lot of events that they have going on and planning for the excitement. Uh, we'll have a couple of special guests for our Thursday night show. Come in here and talk with you uh, to give you some more insights, different perspectives in terms of what that looks like. So, again, we want to thank you for listening to Dr. Bill's Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop every Tuesday and Thursday, 6 o'clock Central Standard Time, as you know, and on Sundays at 9. We haven't had our last couple of Sundays as we're traveling. Uh, that's a part of what we'll be doing because I'll get out of Atlanta on Sunday morning, head to Las Vegas so I can get in a little bit of the Chris Paul HBC Basketball Classic. I'll get to see day two, so I'll be able to get you some inside reports in terms of that basketball tournament. We'll be watching that Saturday evening after we wrap up the big-time game and see who comes home with the HBCU championship. Um, and will it come to the SWAC? Will FAMU be able to represent for the SWAC and bring it home since Grambling did it uh, the second game? Or will Mia and Howard get their first trophy and continue to rein it in for the MEAC to get it done. Follow me uh, as we look forward next Thursday to give you a big show. We'll open it up Saturday morning, and then we'll carry it to that evening. Follow me, Dr. Yadikaville, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We'll also be on Radio Row on Saturday, so we'll get you that information as well. Inside the HBC Sports Lab 1 on Facebook and YouTube, Inside the HBC Sports Lab on Twitter, Inside the HBC Lab 1. Dream big. Continue to move forward. We will talk with you soon. Charles? Horse. Roy? Lecture. Dismissed.